want to be politically oriented? Do you want a platform where you get updated with social political issues? Then Vigilance is the right place for you. Join Palashadi Adibi every Fridays 4 p.m. WAT to discuss social political issues in society. Welcome to another episode of Vigilance. This is a podcast where we'll be discussing social political issues in society. Join me every Fridays for interesting and enlightening episodes. I am your host, Falasha De Atebi. You can follow us for more updates by searching vigil.com on your web browser, Vigil, as in V-E-E-G-I-L.com. Vigil.com is a debate platform where users get to interact and discuss issues affecting society. Or you can follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook and Twitter, Video Media, LinkedIn, Video, and Instagram, Video underscore Media. Joining me on the show is Aminat. Welcome to the show. Thank you for Lashadi. Hello, everyone. Okay, let's do a quick recap on the comment we had on our previous episode, Insecurity in Nigeria, from the Video Debate platform. So, Aminat, will you please um, take the first comment? All right, um, this comment is from Chilo. She said, this country is no longer safe for both the rich and poor. The issue of insecurity is a cancerous disease. When the relatives of politicians or clerics are being kidnapped without any major reprimand, it is obvious we are in for an impending doom. Hmm, interesting comments. Aminat, what are your thoughts on this? Well, yes, I quite agree with Chilo. Understand. Um, even the politicians are no longer safe themselves. Okay. You know, recently the governor of Benue State, um, Samuel Othon, yes, was yes. attacked by Fulani headsmen in Tiomu near Makodi. Okay. Um, this goes to tell us that uh, even the so-called elites mm. are themselves no longer safe, mm. and you know, it's just but a matter of time if this is not addressed before mm. it gets to the presidency. Hmm. Oh, okay. Thanks for your comment, uh, Aminat. The next um, comment I have is from Pretty Minya. She said, I want to see what the state of security in Nigeria is like under the new service chiefs. I just hope the service chiefs have a strategic plan and work in unison and not in isolation. Well, with that, we hope um, the service chiefs collaborate more effectively and efficiently with respect to tackling insecurity. Dear listeners, kindly keep the comments coming and endeavor to share the link with your family, friends, and loved ones. In today's episode, we'll be discussing tackling corruption in Nigeria, sending the right message. So according to the uh, Corruption Perception Index, CPI 2020, which was published by um, Transparency International Corruption Index, indicates that Nigeria occupies the 149th position out of the 180 countries surveyed and also scored 25 out of 100 points. With this current ranking, um, Nigeria is now the second most corrupt country in West Africa, with Guinea-Bissau being the only country more corrupt than Nigeria in the sub-region. Now, let's bear this in mind that the yardstick for measuring corruption by Transparency International Corruption Index is checking each country by the perceived level of public sector corruption. They use a, a scale of a 0 to 100. 
because the zero stayed highly corrupt and the hundred shows very clean. I mean, what are your thoughts on this report? Because this report has definitely put Nigeria in a bad light. <laughs> Thank you for Lashadi for the question. The thing is, um, corruption is a pandemic, mm. you know, that keeps ravaging every sector in Nigeria. And um, like you rightly mentioned earlier, you know, okay. currently at um, 149th most corrupt country. Um, I think it's um, imperative, mm. you know, for us to take a look at previous, um, you know, rankings by this, um, by the CPI. Um, 2015, for instance, we were okay. ranked as a 136th most corrupt country. Okay. In 2016, we still maintained that. By 2018, we were 144. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2019, we were at 146. Mm-hmm. And um, 2020, you know, here we are 149. Mm-hmm. So it's corrupt country. Mm-hmm. So this tells us that in the course of five to six years, okay. we actually become more corrupt than we were mm-hmm. as far back as 2015. Bear in mind that the Buhari administration came into power in 2015. Mm-hmm. And one of their major um, agendas okay. when they were campaigning back then in 2015 was to ensure that they tackle corruption. Mm-hmm. So now this brings up the question of how, how are how, they tackling yes, corruption? corruption? If mm-hmm. you supposedly are tackling corruption and here we are, 149 as compared to 136 when you supposedly started the fight against corruption. You understand? Mm-hmm. So it's just that um, for me, I feel the the whole noise. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember 2015 when Buari was coming to Yeah, everyone was like, but some people have been in Nigeria, Nigeria, yes. Because they were all scared, would I be picked up? What would happen? You know, there were so many uncertainties because of his past, the way he handled his record yes. when it comes to his integrity mm-hmm. and things like that. And then coming to see that actually we are going yeah. to be worse off. It's to do whatever you want. It's pathetic, mm-hmm. honestly. In fact, as a matter of fact, it is estimated that um, Nigeria mm-hmm. would, um, you know, lose over. Um, 400 billion to corruption. I mean, that's let's, wait, let, let me cut it. You made mention of Nigeria losing over 400 billion to corruption since independence. Like, can, can you can you explain this for the financial life of this? Yeah, as I was saying, <laughs> the thing is losing 400 billion. That's such a huge amount if you look at it to corruption. Who would want that? Is that report actually correct? Mm-hmm. But again, when you remember a prominent case of corruption, you understand, which is the general, the late general, Sani Abacha's youth. Yes, yes. You understand that we keep recovering <laughs> every year, every year, <laughs> you know? And then you remember back then that there was a report that during his regime, mm-hmm about two to three percent of our country's gdp was being lifted when you look at when you when you consider that report and you look at the 400 billion Mm. reports that we've lost to corruption 
we can begin see, to yeah. see the correlation between those um, figures. You understand? And um, I think it's pathetic because um, these are funds that actually have been used for different, um, you know, significant things in the society. You understand? It could have been, you know, vaccination for children. You understand? Okay. Construction of good roads, portable water for the masses, and so many, you know, projects that would have impacted on the lives of millions of Nigerians. You understand? Then let's go back to, you know, talking about some of these loops of Abacha. In 2008, for instance, um, $500 million, you understand, mm-hmm. was said to have been returned from Swiss bank accounts between 2005 to 2007. $508 million. And this fund, it keeps um, enriching those countries. Still work with me. June 2014, $277 million mm-hmm. was returned. In 2018, from Switzerland, mm-hmm. a total sum of one billion dollars, one billion dollars was returned to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. These same funds from the renowned Abachalis. May 2020. From a small island in Jersey, okay. the sum of $308 million was returned. That's not all. Mm-hmm. UK is said to be returning anytime soon $30 million. Mm-hmm. France, $144 million. And still from Jersey, $18 million. The honest truth is. <laughs> No one even seems to know how much was actually siphoned mm. by the late General Sonic Abacha. Now, what is what is actually a thing of concern for me is if, just if at all, these songs, wherever they are stashed, wherever, be it Switzerland, wherever, really. If they would be trapped in funding, well, and then if this amount went trapped, mm. would actually be returned to Nigeria. And when returned, would they actually use the like the money, the administration that will be in power? Yeah, yeah. That yes. yes. That's another bonus. <laughs> because funny enough is that. Um, you know, over the course of these years, mm. these amounts have been returned from the Abacha right? Yes. And we've had several administrations come and go. Mm. And then you keep asking yourself, why are we still here at this current state? We find ourselves in Nigeria. Nigeria is currently the uh, capital for exchange poverty. You understand? <laughs> and then you begin to ask yourself these questions. The thing is, We've had so many projects for which we've said we want to, um, you know, channel these funds to, you understand? But unfortunately, when these um, 
funds have been, you know, said they will be set aside for certain projects. Okay. We find out that they get reimbursed mm. by it's, it keeps going in circles. Like, you know, I keep wondering what is going on. How, how else, when will we get things right in Nigeria? You know, because each of these administrations, when they hear that if particular amount is going to be returned, you know, whoever is in charge will come out and address the nation and tell us, oh, we will use it for this. In fact, we will set up committees, they will set up panels, you know, we don't wanting to it. ensure that these funds are actually used for what they are meant to be used. But guess what? Regardless, it still gets endorsed. It, it, it still keeps on going in circles. Well, thanks, I'm not on the enlightenment. Still on corruption. So, over the past few days, the news of uh, Senator Jang and Gang both representing the clash of states. They sponsored a bill to grant state pardon to already convicted former governors, Darie and Iyame. So what do you think of this? Are they, are they, are they sending the right message to Nigerians? <laughs> Truth be told, um, I think it's um, quite appalling and shocking to find that um, in 2021, mm-hmm. you know, senators would sponsor such a bill in the House. You know, for for ones who have been, you know, tried, okay, you know, um, actually prosecuted, you know, they've done the investigations, they've done all of those, and then in a court of competent jurisdiction, they've actually been found guilty, okay, and then, you know, sent to jail. Of course, that tells you something that that person is actually what guilty mm. of that offense of that crime you understand now to now find senators that should be you know addressing the needs of their people what is pressing to be done in whatever um, regions they represent you know come up and then begin to sponsor state pardon for Persons that have allegedly, not even allegedly, because they've been convicted, mm. you understand? For persons that actually misappropriated funds to better the indigenous okay. of the states, I think it's 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 not only embarrassing; it's sad to see that we would have things like this go on. And then, um, you know, the honest truth is, whether we like it or not. These are funds that, because they were misappropriated or embezzled or diverted mm-hmm. from whatever context we want to give to it, innocent lives were actually lost. Mm-hmm. Somehow, directly, indirectly. Do you understand? Yes. So, how would families that were faced with things like this, that had to struggle through, that underwent this um, trauma, how do you think they'll be feeling now saying that senators can and can so sponsoring such a bill, such a bill. So they're not really working for the for the masses. Senator, so, senator should work for the masses. Well, yes, they should. That is why they are there to represent the people. But sponsoring this kind of bill, 
I think he contradicts that. Mm. So, do you think he's self-centered? Of course it is. Because as, as we can see, it's obvious that um, someone like uh, Senator John, mm. it's obvious he has a case with EFCC. And <laughs> he's already trying to walk ahead of time. Mm. You know, perhaps he already knows he will be found guilty and he's trying to see that, okay, so that if I can, exactly, you know, if I can sponsor this kind of deal, if it goes forward, you know, somebody else somewhere too, if I'm convicted, would take, um, you know, will empathize with me and also sponsor something similar for him to, you know, I think that's what it is as far as I'm concerned, you know, because it's, it's clearly a self-centered uh, scenario for me because, I I don't think that of all there is, you know, that the people of Plateau would say that this bill represents what is key to them as of now. I honestly doubt that. So you are saying that um, all convicted persons, whether they are uh, the, elite, uh, the elite or the masses, they should don't not forget mm. that there are some people, you know, okay. that are in prison for several years. They've, they've not even been tried mm. in court. Not stop of being convicted. We're just arrested and, and jailed. Mm. Do you understand? Those kind of persons now, these senators are not here sponsoring a bill to tell us, okay, let's look into such cases where people are just picked up on the streets and thrown into prisons for offenses they know not. Okay. If that were the case, perhaps we'd be applauding them for speaking, you know, for speaking out on mm. such matters. Mm. But here you are telling us of someone that's been tried. The worst part is this um, ex-governors that were convicted. Okay. Dari and Miami, these are persons that of their 10 year jail term, they spent barely two to three years. Okay. Do you understand? And here we are already talking about state power for them. Like, how does it happen? You know, at a time when corruption is still on the rise, we are hoping more people will be tried and actually jailed. You know, so that we can send that right message we want to send. That be you whosoever. If should you misappropriate fund or embezzle or divert, you are not above the law. Do you understand? Mm. We tried and actually convicted. Mm. And here we are. Of all things to be sponsored, is granting state funds. People that have tried and no no no. Mm. This is this is this is counterproductive. You understand this is not the kind of bill we need in the floor of the house there are more germane issues to be discussed definitely not state father to already convicted ex-governors no let them still cool off perhaps maybe if they are spent maybe eight nine years just two months to end it and we are now saying state father maybe you know but not at this time when it's still fresh let them at least let them still cool off 
So you edit everyone. No one should be granted state pardon based on that. Anyways, let's wait to see the turnout of events on the floor of the national state. Honestly, <laughs> we all wait to see how the um, bill tries in the house. I, for one, I hope and I pray. Just we, we love prayers in Nigeria. I hope and I pray that that bill does not uh, does not um, get through in the house. Oh, thank you, Amina, for joining me for today's show. The pleasure is mine. Well, sending your contributions, can you drop your comments in the podcast or you can participate in the ongoing debate by signing up on video.com and searching Tackling Corruption in Nigeria. Do not forget to share this podcast with your family, your friends, and also your loved ones. Do not forget to follow us on all our social media platforms. Until next time, I remain your host, Olashadi Adebi. Bye. Yeah, bye.